Welcome to Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of Valerie, her guests, and callers. Now here's your host, Valerie Kirkgaard. I am your host. I am Valerie Kirkgaard, and you are listening to Waking Up in America Dynamic Radio Dialogues on Issues That Matter. And boy, we got some. I don't know where Taekwondo champion Mary Louise Zeller is. I've left her messages and um, told her how to get on the call. She may be um, <laughs> she may be defending her rights someplace. I, I can't answer about that. C.W. Wright is on the podium right now giving a speech, and he'll be joining us. And in my hot little hands right here in our telephone studio, I have Kelby Smith, who's the California State uh, coordinator for RestoreAmerica.com. Want to ask a question while we're on the air? Send me an email at val at wakingupinamerica.com. I'm Dr. Val Kirkgaard, and I'm an Olympic torchbearer. And I carried the torch in the 84 Olympics, and it changed my life, okay? I picked up that 2,000-year-old flame, and I carried it, and along with it came the slogan, Sidious Altius Fortius, which is swifter, higher, stronger. And both myself and my guests live out of these values. Um, all that we've, we, we have a wide variety of very um, powerful and aligned people all the way from health to Mary Louise Zeller, Taekwondo champion. If I don't get her this week, I'll get her for you very shortly. Um, Larry Hagman's been a guest. Bob Sercosta of the Home Shopping Network says we're doing radio, which will change the world. And you can help make that true by letting your friends know about us. Uh, visit our site and sign up because we're creating a page that's for people that are interested in restoring America. And we will, once you sign up, we'll actually send you the code to get into that page. So all kinds of exciting things are happening. If you happen to hear a telephone ringing, a dog barking, an angel singing, or somebody coming on the air, know that we call in from our homes and offices all over the United States to cause this program. As I mentioned before, right now we're on the air with Kelby Smith, California State Coordinator for the Restore American Pro- Project. He's one of 50 coordinators in the United States. C.W. Who's, uh, Wright, who's on the national level, will be joining us when he gets in. Um, what's my rant today? My rant today would be <laughs> people caught inside of the legal system not getting justice served and righteous people in in positions of power, just down and out, ignoring the laws and the rules the way we've we've created them. So not only do we have stressful times, we have people in positions of power that just think they can ignore the rules, and nine times out of ten they get away with it because most listeners are not versed in what you can do. And Kelby and I were talking before the show started, and Kelby, why don't you tell our listening audience about what's going on with your friend? Well, um... I have a buddy named, uh, of all names, Merlin. Uh, he's one of our jurors, actually, for the city. I like that. Merlin is good. He can create a little magic. <laughs> he uh, he was pulled over with his family. He was in a Mercedes um, 350 sport utility vehicle. Uh, normal-looking guy. Um, Caucasian. Good personality. He's a Christian. He loves the Lord. And his wife and three kids. Kids are all three, two, and one. Um, pulled over in Newport Beach, and they, he doesn't have a valid driver's license. He chooses to have, you know, opt out. He handed his Tim Turner paperwork, the freedom documents, over. And, uh, you need to tell him about opting out, because that isn't just like he's not doing it. He actually did something else. 
Well, he, he did a process with the paperwork and basically notified the Department of Motor Vehicles and 18 other agencies that he is a uh, he, he's above them from an admiralty standpoint, and he is not a part of the U.S. corporation or its subsidiary system. So he's actually done a legal process uh, to opt out, but because he did not furnish the California vehicle uh, driver's license, the substandard license that uh, they asked us to furnish, um, they asked him to step out of the vehicle. He handed his paperwork to him. He was very courteous, very nice. He had me on the phone actually on, on the uh, as he was being arrested. Um, for Tell not, me, why was uh, he stopped in the first place? He made a he made a he did something unlawful or excuse me illegal according to the penal code in California. He made a no no right turn on red. Um, so and you can get right arrested for that. No, you can get arrested for uh, not furnishing your your driver's license and or not uh, giving your um, consent to sign the ticket. So ultimately, he was. This is the thing that really is upsets me. Um, he was taken out. He was arrested before he even got to the scene. His wife and three children, and she has a valid California driver's license, were taken out of the vehicle and they towed the vehicle. Get out. So. Um, Here's where we're at right now. Why couldn't the wife just take the vehicle because she had a driver's license? I don't know. I really don't know, and it's an upsetting thing that uh, they would take three young children out of the vehicle, all the car seats, all of her stuff, empty the trunk out, and leave her on the side of the road. What? That's exactly what the city of... Actually, it was the city of Costa Mesa. It was right on the border of uh, Newport Beach. So... Um, I showed up on the scene. I hand the gentleman the paperwork. I have the phone. Uh, I have a phone call going on the other end of the phone. They are recording it. I advise the officer that uh, he's being recorded. And I say, you have no idea who you have in the vehicle, and I need to make this clear. Um, I try to hand him the paperwork. I say, this guy's literally an ambassador to the United States. He is not in your jurisdiction. You need to read his paperwork. And, and he just shrugged me off. And I was very courteous, very nice, and I spent 10 minutes trying to talk this guy out of it. No way, no. I said, you need to stop taking that vehicle. I can drive that vehicle away. Um, I have permission to drive that vehicle. And he said, nope, it's gone. And I said, on what, what grounds are you taking this vehicle? And he said, because I want to. What's and his name? Do you remember his name? Um, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's back, back Liva or back Bakila. Um, the, the point is, is this uh, he was the field sergeant at the time so i immediately ran home uh, Merton's in custody i gave the wife and children a ride home um the desk sergeant uh, and the chief of police and everybody got a fax copy of his uh complete uh freedom documents within um two hours and uh we advised them that they did not have permission to keep the vehicle they since notified us, telling us they're going to keep the vehicle for 30 days. And uh, I'm sure there's impound charges too accruing all the time, well, right? A, yeah, it's going to be a couple grand in 30 days um, for them to try to get the vehicle out. So we we gave them a no authorization on storing the vehicle. We've uh, luckily Peter had a lien on the vehicle on his UCC one and property list. So we're doing some steps to go down and. Um, Procure the vehicle, uh, the lien in Peter's now, name. Now, how would that? Um, can you just stop here for a moment? Because a lot of our listeners don't understand what you're talking about when you say he has a lien on the vehicle, and how can that actually serve him in these circumstances? Well, 
it can serve him because he can go down to the DMV and prove that he has uh, lien holder rights. And so if his people, when they lien their vehicles under the use uniform commercial code, they should also go down to the DMV and put the lien on their vehicles. Even if there's something else on the vehicle, put their lien on the vehicle because uh, their lien will surrupt any other lien. Um, that's my understanding. I can't guarantee that, but it is a it is a lien. It is your vehicle. You have every right to put a lien on it. Well, if you um, take it to the ultimate, if you take it to the ultimate test, which would be a negative averment, um, you get a maritime lien. You win. Uh, I mean, it's like win. if you go that far, you'll win because that law supersedes all other law. So, well, here's the point. It, it's as of Monday, it was ninety. Two hours, so four days. Um, and when I showed up at court with two other gentlemen, they have him in central jail. Um, I am only able to view two 42-inch monitors. I can't hear the inmates speak. I tell them I'm counsel at law, which is uh, a constitutional amendment and right to somebody. They ask me if I'm an attorney, and I say, God, no. And... Um, they look at me like I'm crazy, and I say, I'm counsel at law, and you need to look it up, but I'm allowed to be here. I'm allowed to speak on his behalf. So I'm standing there at the podium when he comes out, and he's. we've tried to submit his paperwork to the clerk of the court um, for about an hour and a half. They submitted it to him. So the judge or the commissioner and the clerk of the court never got to see the paperwork. point is, California Penal Code requires... And this does not include weekends. It's just straight up, 48 hours to see a magistrate and or a judge, not a commissioner. So number one, they violated his right by bringing him in four days, and then they give him a commissioner who completely railroads him and takes his bail from 1000 to 10000 and doesn't even allow him to speak. When they say guilty or not guilty, he's saying, I'm the trust trustee of the trust known as, and he says his full name to the judge and the or the commissioner, and the commissioner won't even let him finish his, his sentence and says, okay, I'll appoint you the public defender. He says, I don't want a public defender. I have counsel at law. He's standing there ready to talk, and I was not allowed to speak. So he was denied his constitutional rights of an arraignment in front of a judge, and he was denied his rights uh, to have counsel at law speak on his behalf. And the point is, it's not just happening with this guy. He's been in jail for six days now without proper arraignment, due procedure, due process, um, they wouldn't submit his paperwork into the clerk of the court. He hasn't signed a single thing since he's been in. He's been threatened and harassed. They've allowed other inmates to go up and intimidate him. They twisted his arm behind his back, put his face on the counter, and had another cop take his thumbprints and fingerprints. He's been totally violated, and they're going to lose everything. Cause yeah, they're, they're going to lose everything. Costa Mesa, check this out, folks. Within, I would say, what, six months, um, Kelby, that they'll... That all of this stuff will be shutting Costa Mesa's um, judicial department down, wouldn't you agree? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, knowing what uh, we've been taught through the Tim Turner process and the different people that uh, I've um, been trained by, by Michael DiCasala, uh, unbelievable man that uh, knows court remedy. Uh, he taught me that I'm a judge in the court. He taught me um, that uh, you know they will trick you in every aspect of your paperwork. It's, you know, there's so many people that um, have come along my side and that I consider friends and Michael and Tim and you know, these various guys who have allowed for me to learn, you know, these procedures. 
Um, but we're blind. You know, I watched a hundred people before my guy even got up say, yes, I waive all my legal, lawful, and constitutional rights. It was all about trying to get them to spend time in jail so they can write their jail bonds, prison bonds, and make money. Well, you know, it's interesting because you're talking about watching your friend go through this process. I sat in the bankruptcy court and I watched 10 people lose their homes. 10 people who didn't have to lose their homes. There are so many remedies uh, for bankruptcy. And I was wondering if you would um, just tell some of our listeners, because that's one of the things we said we would talk to today, about how we can use bankruptcy as a cure for foreclosure. Well, number one, uh, within regards to bankruptcy, um, you want to do every stall tactic possible prior to um, the opportunity for a bankruptcy. So let's talk about that just for a minute. Sure. You can call call your lender. Um, you can put your house up for sale, get offers, let your lender know about that. They will stall the sale. You can... Um, How long will they stall put, it? Do you know? Uh, every lender is different. And, you know, anywhere from 30, 60, 90 days, 120 days. You can, uh, you can take them through a, an administrative process where you actually ask the lender to prove up the original promissory note. And they have 21 days to to do it. Um, now, how do you do, do that? Not, Where's the paperwork for that? Well, there's they're all over the internet. You can, um, well, give our listeners. So, would be uh, are you recommending they go to Tim Tim's site? America can be free for that. Um, freedomyell.com. Okay, freedomyell.com. Okay, excellent. Free, freedomyell. Um, they uh, can go on the internet and type a vermins, um, and they probably will find some. But please understand. These are constantly changing. The best thing you could do is go to freedomyell.com, talk to Jack or Tim or whoever over there, and get the latest copies of these averments because there are things that do come up and that do change that are in the new averments that are very crucial to them being compliant and proper. Uh, and so I'd recommend it very highly that people go to that website and purchase the latest, or if you can download them for free, I have no idea. Yeah, I'm not sure. I haven't checked that out, and I will. And I really want to. <clears throat> underscore what um, Kelby is saying here, because sometimes people have picked up documents that are a couple of years old, and uh, th- there's been a lot of really great morphing going on of these documents, and they become more and more powerful all the time. So um, would you tell them about the case of that Tim's getting paid for in Alabama? Um, I don't know. Well, there's a couple different things that uh, in conversations I've had with Tim. Tim had... Um, been in court for a couple years in bankruptcy court. He had submitted some bonds for payment. The bonds were rejected. He proved the bonds uh, through an administrative process, saying you have 21 days to prove up that these bonds are not you know, what I say they are. They defaulted. He then filled out and did his maritime liens. Um, and there's another process that we're working on right now that I've completed, and I don't want to get into it today, but I'll be more than happy to do a show on it with you at some time in the future regarding foreign judgment and abstract of judgment, which I've procured against the city of Huntington Beach for $5,157,700,000. So um, not only have I procured a foreign judgment and I'm getting an abstract of judgment from the clerk of the court, uh, we have filed... What, I'm sorry, I don't know what an abstracted judgment is. It's a paper from the clerk of the court, and it's just a normal document saying... 
it's over and above getting your judgment. You get your foreign judgment, you get it stamped, you get certified copies, you bring home your certified copies. Uh, it takes two days for it to get in the system. You can view it on PACER. Um, if anybody wants to view this, uh, my case, they can go look on PACER, uh, look up the city of Huntington Beach, and uh, they'll find one filed, I believe, on 5-17 or 5-18-2010. So it, just like any other foreign judgment or any other judgment, you need to put the entire case into the file, all the proofs, all the documents that uh, allowed you to procure your judgment once you've proved that uh, you don't need to really prove anything. But if you want to show your case, you have to lay the case out so it's incontestable. They can't deny it. They can't kick it out. No, that's so good. It's been that's about good. three and a half weeks for me. Um, I have yet to hear word, but we got the foreign judgment. We then ran home, filled UCC1s out. I had a Schedule A on the UCC-1 listing 678 properties at the city of Huntington Beach. <laughs> I saw that. That was wonderful. I, I then submitted the UCC-1 with the 678 properties and the foreign judgment to the Orange County Recorder's Office. Whether or not everybody is understanding this, he's actually, take it, he's actually taking ownership of those properties because the city did not handle him properly. All, all that basically is telling the city is I am requesting to be in first position at this point on all those properties. It doesn't take ownership yet, but it does give it uh, an, a huge precedence and huge clout in the eyes of a lawful um, way to procure or take over those properties because we can start uh, administrative processes of foreclosure on those properties and we can do things that will uh, allow for them, uh, allow for us to procure them. So we filed the procedure in Orange County. I have received a LIBOR number. I then took the LIBOR number. What does that mean, LIBOR number? It's just a public recording number. It just says, I received this. Uh, it is now a matter of public record. So we've submitted it into the public, the copy of the judgment, and the copy of the fact that I am taking first position on those properties. Um, I then took that package, the recorded package, the Orange County Recorder's Office tried to trick us. I don't want to get into that, but we I don't resolved it. Yeah, we resolved it. Um, they didn't want to give us a certified stamp on the back. They didn't want to um, do a few different things, but we got it resolved, and we sent the whole package to the Secretary of State and did a registration of judgment with the Secretary of State and we also did a registration of the lien against all the properties with the Secretary of State, and we've received both of those. Um, so the next aspect, and again, I really didn't want to get into all this, but... Well, we don't have to do all the details, Kelby. I just want people to understand that there's a far cry from going to jail for six days and being treated unfairly. There's a huge way that this man can um, be compensated for his time and his effort because he's actually correct being judged by incorrect people correct and and what's going to happen to the city of costa mesa and to uh the the commissioner um 
will change their life forever. They, and so, and that's what's happening in Alabama right now too. They ignored chapter. I think it was a chapter seven bankruptcy, but it could have been a thirteen. Um, you have the right to pay off your bankruptcy with something called the bonded promissory note. I happen to be able to do that. CW can do that. There's a lot of us that can do that. If the judges refuse to allow you to do that, which is what happened in Alabama, those judges aren't even there anymore. They lost the trial, okay? They, they, they puffed up their egos. They said what they wanted to say. They strutted around. They threatened people. And the reality of the situation is, I don't remember. I believe the judgment against the Alabama court was like over $50 billion, wasn't it? Something like that? Yeah, it was $27 billion, but interest That grew with, with, with interest, okay? So right. pretty much the Alabama court is is not what it ever was. And I don't know how they're going to get themselves out of it, but Tim Turner actually has the judgment. So right now, um, there's has, a lot of us. Correct, Pardon? Just to correct that statement um, a little bit, he is working on, he's so busy with the Republic, he's working on getting it converted to a judgment. But what he has right now is a maritime lien filed in the court, and he also has in the uh, state of Alabama, Secretary of State's office, the, the lien has been filed. So they're... Um, they're screwed, glued, and tattooed. <laughs> it's just a matter of time. So in the California state system um, here, uh, there's a number of things that you can do in bankruptcy court, and one of the things that you can do is you can use a bonded promissory note to pay off the entire bankruptcy. Um, the particular judge that I was working with refused to accept it. Um, there were a lot of other screwy things that happened in that particular little thing. So another thing you can do to save time and to um, drag things out a bit and to get yourself the way you want it is, I don't know if you know this or not, but at any time you can actually, actually cancel a bankruptcy and start over again. And Laura, Laura and I talked about that, uh, Kelby. Laura, right. Yeah. She, we, she's, a, she's an absolute blessing for people. Um, she, should be, uh, she should be on your radio show at some point uh, telling people what she's done because she fills out the paperwork that makes them accept the bonds within bankruptcy. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to call her back again. She's absolutely wonderful. The point of the, the matter is those 10 people that I watched lose their homes, they were given like 30 to 60, 60 days to move out or sell their homes. All of that would have been reversible if the people had known what to do. Yep. And they're... And, and to, go, sorry, ahead. go ahead. I was go just going to say... To, to to help people, I was in the not only the mortgage industry but the modification aspect and the bankruptcy aspect um, for quite a while. I know the different rules as it pertains to unlawful detainers and bankruptcies and modifications and stuff. The most important thing that you can do is just delay, 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 delay. I have friends that I've helped um, that have stayed in their homes three years without a payment, without a bankruptcy, without a notice of default, just by being in communication with their lenders having the house up for sale, talking with them, letting them know we got an offer, we're working on things, you keep delaying. You say nothing. If you put your head in the sand and you act like an ostrich, they're going to sell your house out from underneath you. Um, your only recourse at that time would be bankruptcy. You never file bankruptcy until the last couple days before the sale. You want to buy as much time as you can. You can actually call them up right before the sale and say, look, I've posted a maritime lien against the property, and that might delay the sale. Um, I've had people say, you know, I've posted the maritime lien, um, and they are still doing the sale. I say, well, 
and you can ask Lorna this, go down to the sale with the copy of your maritime lien and shove it in the trustee's face or whoever the person that's selling it on the street and tell them you have a maritime lien and show them and say, if you continue to sell this house, you are whatever, say, you know, I don't know the rules or statutes. And so they did that and they converted that bad moment to an extra five months. Oh, that's terrific. So you, you just you just have to know a few of these ins and outs and, and keep the delay going um, until the Republic comes back and and sets a precedent as to how these people are to be uh, treating their their clients. Right now we're on the air with Kelby Smith, State Coordinator for Restore America, and the grand juries. There are 50, bless it, of these wonderful human beings operating in the United States. We're taking a break right now to let you know about the fabulous people that support us. We have Stardoves, and Stardoves has a mailing list of 100,000 really great human beings that actually have money and buy things, which is always exciting. And their telephone number is 828-665-0411. They do Internet advertising at an incredibly reasonable rate. Tell them that Val sent you. Once again, that's Stardoves, 828-665-0411. I have, cannot tell you how many times they've helped me out. If if you just need to get some sun and hit the border, the peso is still really strong against the dollar in Mexico. Roberto's Bungalows in beautiful San Pancho, Mexico, an incredible place to go with Steve and Diana, your your uh, innkeepers there. Short walk to the beach, charming people, just uh, an environment that's just terrific. 45 minutes north of Puerto Vallarta. Give them a buzz. 971-239-4120. That's 971-239-4120. Emotional stress clinging from the past? Check out Dr. Valerie, and doctor is all spelled out, dot com. And uh, I think you'll like it. Give me a call, 310-455-8623. And if you say you heard it here on Waking Up in America, guess what? I'll give you a free half hour. I just love it. Uh, hop over to the way, our website which is wakingupinamerica.com. You're actually going to go to Race for the Rainforest. Um, Check on that, and you're going to discover that um, for nothing, you just click on Rainforest, um, American Prairies or Oceans, and sponsors will match you, and you'll save seven square feet. And if you multiply that times a day every year, you will be stunned at how great it is, okay? 310-455-8623. So here we are on the air with Kelby Smith, and gosh, Kelby, what's the, what's the latest scoop on Restore America for those people who thought that something wasn't happening? Plenty is happening. Well, where do you want me to start? Um, <laughs> well, let's see. The, uh, the grand juries are all uh, the grand juries should all be seated within two weeks, right? The grand juries, I believe, are seated. What's happening is they're working out details within a few juries that um, are have conflict for whatever reason, um, and they're getting through those details and they're doing a lot of planning at the the very highest of levels. Everybody from uh, conversations with the Secret Service to conversations with foreign nation presidents, uh, you name it. They, yeah, we're uh, not doing ball. this like radicals. We are actually working with the Supreme Court. We are working with different law enforcement officials. We're working with the military. We're working with foreign governments. This is a thing that's got much bigger than we ever thought, right? Yeah. The 
let's let's say it like this: the republic is restored. It's a matter of convincing the world that we are who we say we are. There's a few personal. This is not going to be easy. You can have a restored republic, and yet you still have military officers who take two oaths: one to the administration and one to the uh, the people of the United States of America. So we have a conflict, an internal conflict with the soldiers. You can talk to a Marine. When they sign on as a Marine, they're told now that they're never going to go overseas. They're going to be working here on their own land, and, and they have to take an oath to the president and, uh, or the administration. They have to take an oath to the people of the United States of America. So I don't know how to address those issues other than prayerfully at this time. I do know that this is an education process for everybody, and that's what I really want to push because everybody wants an update. And I'm just going to tell you right now, i got 200 emails in my inbox. Please give me an update. Please give me an update. I'm just going to tell you this. If you were active in the Republic, you would know what was going on in the Republic. And I say that with conviction, and I don't say that disrespectfully. I say that because we need to step up as a people. We need to come behind these leaders, and we need to do everything that we personally can to support the Republic. And the biggest thing that you can do to support is blogging, is... Um, and it's not about all, you know, prosperity packages. It's not about what is in for me. We're in for a fight, guys. What you kind of blogging to... do you want people to do? Uh, people just need to get out there and say, look, here are the main websites for the grand jurors. Here's the main website uh, for the, the declaration, what it says. Sign up. Say you want to be a part of it. Go to American Dream Preservation. Dot com. Sign up. Tell your friends. Send an email to a hundred of your friends. This is very real. It's the active republic that has been reformed and is the government that the military is looking towards uh, uh, being led by. And, and go to freedomyell.com as well. There's more freedomyell.com, uh, restoreamericaplan.net, and americandreampreservation.com. Those are three sites that Tim... Regan and uh, everybody are associated with on the Restore America plan. And we're putting all that information on our Waking Up in America website, so you'll be able to go there if you miss some of the information today. That should be all in place by um, Friday at the latest. We're making some changes right now. We'll be giving you, on the next call, we'll actually be giving you a code so that you can get into the Restore America plan information because we want serious people to... Um, have access to that. So a lot is happening. Just because it's quiet doesn't mean there's not a lot of activity because there is. Now, as this goes through, because every week, actually, Kelby, we get new listeners. The numbers are growing very nicely. When America, when Restore America is actually thriving and in action, we can expect a number of things. Um, we can expect mortgages, credit cards, things of that nature to disappear, property taxes. How, how does that happen? Um, an order is given uh, by the people uh, through the grand juries uh, and sent to the governors of each specific republic, and the governors are to enforce the order of the people. That's simple. 
That's really it easy. <laughs> it, it is. And as a matter of fact, in court on Monday for my friend, they call the district attorney the people. What does the people make? What is the offer from the people? Well, who's the people? Is that the district attorney? No. Nope. That's basically what they refer to as the people. So we are the people. We have reformed and reformed the republic, and we are representing the people. And we are basically... Uh, we're not asking for these mortgages to go away because they haven't already been paid. They have been paid. We're asking these mortgages to go away because we've been defrauded as an American people. Any one of these notes, if uh, you ever wonder why they haven't recorded a note, it's because that bank is paid on your mortgage within three days. That's why they don't bring in pro- uh, these notes into court when you request an original wedding signature note. There's been, I, I think, one in 20,000 cases where they actually brought in an original wedding signature note. But the guy remembered, hey, wait a minute, I asked for the note, and I asked for the, the title page showing it hasn't already been paid. Well, it showed on the title page that that instrument was already paid off. So the point is, we're not asking for anything that isn't fair. We're not asking for anything that isn't proper or due procedure. If the note has already been paid, why do I still have a mortgage? Now, people are going, how does that note get paid? And that's an incredible question, and, and uh, it's because your note has been put into a series of notes. They get a QCIP number. They get registered as a mortgage-backed security, and they sell it to foreign countries for between 9 and 40 times the face amount of the note. So, so that's one of the reasons fight. why there's no wet signature is because the note has been duplicated and sold so many times. That's correct. Now, for our new listeners that haven't heard about their treasury accounts, um, they're actually pulling in the money from the treasury accounts, and that money actually is yours. And if you spend some time studying and finding out what we're up to, you will find out how to get access to that. And the banks are not happily giving up that information, nor are the courts. However, The courts are in cahoots. Yeah, (laughs) because it's very profitable to be in cahoots. Especially when you take, you know what I thought was really interesting? You were talking about your friend in jail, um, and you were talking about the the bonds that get, you were addressing the fact that the bonds get um, tapped when they're sent to prison. Would you like to tell our listeners more about that? Um, This is, that I have to speak on secondhand information. Um, I've been told by Tim Turner and many other people uh, that when somebody goes to prison, they actually write a bond on that inmate, and they do the same thing on that bond as they do with any other bond. They securitize it, sell it, make a lot of money. Well, Kelby, I also understand they tap it, and and they pay for the person's prison time. I don't know if you've seen the California, for instance, just the California prisons. California prisons are running between 150 and 175% overbooked, okay? Right. And the reason that they're running at that is because the California courts want money, and they're putting people in jail for, very, for victimless crimes so that they can actually build the treasury accounts and collect money from these people. Anybody that's in jail is actually paying their own way, and this is not a new idea. During the Spanish Inquisition, and many of you have heard of that, in the 15 and 1600s, um, men and women were accused of being witches, okay? It was a fundraiser for the, <clears throat> for the church. And what happened was, during those times, Joan of Arc would be somebody that you might know. 
she was tried, she was executed, and in that system, not only did you pay for your own trial and your own execution, (laughs) but money was confiscated from you so that nothing was passed on to your family. So in one town in France, 92% of the population was accused and convicted of being witches. Okay, so literally six generations of children watched their, mostly their mothers, but occasionally both parents be wiped out and all the property and land being confiscated. It's not that different right now. It's just a little slicker. It's not as obvious. But there's a lot of money being picked up and made by the courts there. Most people think of courts as a place where justice happens. It's actually a place where a lot of business happens, and the business is slanted into the advantage of the court. So (laughs) I just had to say that. Wow. Yeah, did you know that? I I heard that. Um, It's been a while since. Yeah, well, also it happened in America, too. You know, you heard about the Salem witch trials? That wasn't about witchcraft, Kelby. That was about property. Yeah. If you were convicted... If you were convicted of being a witch, you asked, I was trying to remember the guy's name that won, okay? There was one guy who died, but because he never admitted to being a witch, his out of all of the witch trials, he was the only one that didn't have his land confiscated. They used to have a wonderful thing. It's pretty much like it is now. If you're accused of being if I accused you of being a witch, Kelby, do you know how we'd prove you weren't? Oh. <laughs> we'd throw you in a pond with weights around your ankles. And if you drowned, you were not a witch. <laughs> really? You love it? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's really, really, really true. So I was actually studying this baloney back when, you know, oh gosh, I'll be 70 this year. I was studying this baloney back when I was like 18 and 19 years old because I just could not believe that both America and um, the Spanish Inquisition could get away with all of this. They sure did. And we're still getting away with it in a different form right now. <clears throat> and that's what Restoring America is all about, is to put put the country back into our hands and give us back our Constitution because it's been eroded. If you take a look at the web page, I know somebody photoshopped this, but I just couldn't resist putting it on the web page. It's a at wakingupinamerica.com, it's actually a picture of Barack Obama, and it says, defend your constitution before it's too weak to defend you. And you got Barack Obama, like, crossing out different articles. I thought when I voted for Barack that I was getting something different than George Bush, and I am. I'm just getting a more elegant version of George. So it's it's time for us to wake up, stand up, and speak out, and it's real easy to do that. So if somebody wanted to get a start, like right now today, and they're turned on by what we were saying, those websites that we mentioned, uh, those are a great place to go. What, what would be your first step? Um, personally, uh, there's plenty of seminars that you can listen to for free online. Um, what I did personally was I grabbed a uh, old Tim Turner seminar and I spent two days listening to it. You can find them all over the internet, and uh, what that will do is teach you the basics of what's happened in our country for the last 200 years. Um, be careful; you're gonna you're gonna have a choice of pills to swallow, and I mean literally, you're gonna realize you're you're in a matrix. And I believe personally, the the movie The Matrix uh, and these different productions of, in Hollywood. Are, are specifically designed to uh, introduce us to things, and unfortunately, they're right before our eyes, and we don't see it. Now, 
when you swallow the red pill, you're going to realize that you are in a, uh, a different world. And it's a very hard pill to swallow because, you're, again, I said it on your last show, our country does not stand up for freedom. The original United States of America does and did. And our troops today believe they are representing that. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you've done your studying, you've done your homework, and you understand who you really are, you're a bonded slave, collateral, literal collateral for the U.S. corporation who rapes and pillages across this world. And I'm sorry to say it in that fashion, but they've got 279 countries in which the IRS, which is a corporation formed, I believe, in 19, 1913, are billing um, across this world uh, on behalf of this entity or, and other entities. So this is a, an incredible learning process. AmericanDreamPreservation.com will show you the the new declaration. Uh, you can print it out and see what we're doing. It doesn't exert the old one or, or, or forget the old one. It's on top of it. Um, we're just making a stand against corruption and tyranny, and uh, and it's going to be an incredible fight. And, and I don't mean a physical fight. I mean a, a spiritual fight, I mean, it's going to be a lot of hard work. We are a peaceful people. Um, we have no controversy whatsoever, and uh, uh, we're going to do this God's way, which is because uh, um, there is going to be no other way to bring this back together except through God. So <clears throat> if you want to know more about this, you could actually go to Amazon.com, and you could put in the creature from Jekyll Island. Creature from Jekyll Island talks about 1913 and when the bankers got together on Jekyll Island and they made up all of this stuff. You'll also find out that, the, for instance, the bailouts and things of that nature, <laughs> I don't know if you know this or not, Kelby, if you took the money from the bailout, you could have paid off every single mortgage in America. No, I did not know that. Yeah, isn't that outrageous? Okay, but in fact, you could have done it for less money than what the bailout was. What do you think that would have done for our economy to pay off every single mortgage in America? You know, I, I heard something on a show one time from actually Sam Kennedy who said that they took the bailout money, they securitized it, they traded it, they then loaned the money out to the various banks of which they already owned, and they used the profits from the security to pay themselves back. Hmm. So I, I've heard that. Um, I have no first-hand knowledge. I have not seen anything that uh, would attest to that, but I thought that was an interesting piece of information. Well, it certainly is because I've seen pictures of the. Oh, I'm just looking to see who this was. Um, I've seen I've seen um, accounts of this. Okay, of of the amount of dollars. I I can't remember. I I saw. I saw a billion dollars in, in, in Google on the Internet, what a billion dollars looks like, and then understand what have we given away over $700 billion so far. The creature from Jekyll Island, it's called The Second Look at the Federal Reserve, and um, it's by G. Edward Griffith, and I suggest that you read it and get really upset. It's time for you to get upset. 
I don't normally suggest it. I'm one of those great love creatures, you know, go around, love this and love that. But I want you to know that you absolutely should read this book and get yourself upset because if you get upset, maybe you'll actually do something. And you can get it as inexpensively as um, $20 and, well, actually $18 in paperback. It's a it's a real eye-opening book, and you should know about it because most of what you believe about this country, I have so many people that I talk to, and they go, oh, our government would never do that. Our government quotes the the Corporation of the United States of America actually functions only in Washington, D.C., and I think that's, what, 67, 68 square miles? Something like that? Yeah, you know? yeah, I thought it was 69. Something like that. So, but anyway, it's under 70 square miles. Somehow we've been hoodwinked to think that we have to do what that person says. It's the president of that area there. What would happen if the state said, I'm sorry, why don't you just go govern Washington, D.C. and leave us alone? What would happen? Well, they, they're doing that. And, and the states and the, the, the feds are exerting their authority where they shouldn't. And people need to understand something. We are, um, by Constitution, a a republic form of government um, at the state level, and the feds are there to support that, and that's it. What's ended up happening is, um, over the last hundred years, anybody can verify this, in the state of California, in the 60s, we were the California Republic. What in the 1960s, we were? Yeah. What we were still a republic in the 60s. That's correct. In the 60s, they converted it to the state of California. So they formed a corporation, called it the State of California, and it has an EIN number. If you don't believe me, go to dunandbradstreet.com or whatever the website address is and do research on Homeland Security, on State of California, on City of Huntington Beach, on these various entities which are corporations, and you'll know that these are nothing more than private corporations. So who owns them? They're doing business. Big business. And here's the funny thing. If you knew your rights, the law stipulates they cannot bring a charge to a real living person. So a corporation cannot bring a charge to a real living person, so they have to bring a charge to a entity, a trust. And that's what they've done in all of us is they've created these all capital letter names, trust accounts of which they can bring a charge. So when you go into court and you stand in court and they say, are you... Kelby Thomas Smith, and, and you, you look at him and say, no, I'm not that person on that paper. That is uh, the trust. I'm actually the trustee of the trust. I'm Kelby Thomas Smith, the upper and lowercase real living man, the sentient. And uh, I would like to know why I'm here. And they don't know what to do with that. They just because don't know it over you. When he does caps and lowercase, he tells them that he's a living individual. If you take a look at your bank statement, you will see that all letters on that bank statement are all caps. That's the trust he's referring to. And we have been so hoodwinked that we just casually think that the trust is us. And if not, it's the entity, because they cannot bring that against you, a living person, they created that entity. And it's all over the place. Go see if you can find your name on a check in caps and lowercase. won't happen. So at the most primitive level, go check your checkbook and you'll see what we're talking about. At the more sophisticated level, um, hop into the websites, get into one of the um, UCC redemption groups, 
there's a good one at yahoo.com. I get all kinds of interesting paperwork from them, Kelby. Oh, listen, didn't 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 Wesley Snipes pay off a really huge um, judgment with a bonded promissory note? Um, yeah, actually, a group of guys, uh, three different guys that were secured party creditors, um, got together and wrote what's called a replevin bond. And the replevin bond is a indemnity bond guaranteeing that those monies uh, that they're putting on those bonded promissory notes, uh, or excuse me, on that indemnity bond, are real. And the bottom line is, and forgive me for all the background noise, I'm actually at the airport about ready to go in a structure here. <laughs> Um, the bonded promissory note or the indemnity bond uh, was used to offset his tax lien debt. And it was over $300 million, I think. I have no idea what it was. As I recall, I saw, you had a copy of it, didn't you? Yeah, I do. I, I have a you have to send that to me. I, I want a copy of that. Um, I will be happy to, as I get copies of these things, I will forward them to you. Just this week, I got a copy of Obama's birth certificate, okay, from Kenya. Uh, have you heard any reports? I understand that there's actually a, a trial going on right now about this birth certificate. Have you heard anything about that, Kelby? Yeah, it's actually not a, um, a trial anymore. He was convicted on all counts um, by a court in Harlem, and it, it in court. It was a private court that paid all the appropriate fees and did everything they were supposed to do in order to get the uh, court structured and set up and to be able to function and operate. And he was convicted on all counts. How come he's still in the presidency then? Um, the news media keeps him there. You know, it's funny. There was a video of him recently on YouTube where he doesn't have the flags behind him anymore. And he was doing a press conference, and that was the first time in um, in the history of, uh, it's my understanding, and this is, again, speculation, I don't know, 100%, so I don't want to put it out there. But right. mo- most of the time when somebody holds a press conference, unless they're outside and they can't position a flag behind the president, um, they have flags set up behind them. More was, than one, too. Yeah, and in this particular case, there was no flags. I don't know if that's uh, insinuating, but per Tim Turner... Um, I can relate to you that he said Obama's already been told by the military he is no longer their commander-in-chief. Per uh, Tim, um, he has been advised uh, that he is going to be impeached because the Supreme Court, again, per Tim, has already ruled internally that his birth certificate was fraud. And um, so, you know, if you give credence to who Tim is from a character standpoint, those are powerful powerful statements um and you know the i my personal opinion is sometime this year we're going to see that roll into uh fruition oh i'm i'm very happy to hear that because i just (laughs) i used to wonder where all the bootleggers went after prohibition was over and then i realized that they moved into the government you know you've already met some of them halliburton is one of the most (laughs) famous set of names of um, de- basically bootlegging the American Treasury. There's tons of them. Enron was another one. There's just lots and lots and lots and lots of people that have taken huge advantage of the American taxpayer and gotten them to cover all of their 
um, phony schemes. So we're just delighted to have you here, have you listening. Check out our website at wakingupinamerica.com. Go back into the archives, my friends. We started having these conversations in last October, and you can actually tell by the titles what's going on. Um, Please feel free to listen to the programs. The evolution has been wonderful. Kelby is a pleasure to have on board. What can you do as an audience? Um, I have to say, start to act or you will be acted upon, okay? That's a good way to put it. (laughs) You know? And there's so many ways that you can act. It's like really fun when you get a notice in the mail and you go, hmm, let's see, how shall I shoot this one down? Shall I put in a maritime lien? Shall I um, do a bonded promissory note? Shall I just drag him around through court? Or how should I handle this? Um, Kelby was talking about people that had gone, I've got two and a half years without making a house payment. Why would I want to make a house payment to these characters? They already took the money from my account. They were paid in full within three days. And I'm a very rich woman. And you listeners, you're very rich. And when you hear what you think is the airy-fairy woo-woos of the people saying that you have divine abundance coming to you, it's right there in the coffers waiting for you. You have to find out how to access it. And there's plenty of information. There are plenty of forms. There's plenty of help. And we certainly aren't going to shut up about this. I can guarantee you we all know how to talk over here and we know how to bring you the latest information. This program has been actually brought to you by the Golden Hearts Foundation in association with Kirkgaard Media, our radio partners, ConingCompany.com, Dr. James Murphy and Memoriam. We thank our producer, C.W. Wright, and a big thank you to the team at Voice America. I just love you guys. Mike, thanks so much for today. And to Ben Meigen for our theme music, Almost Ordinary People. Next week, invite a friend to listen. Write us at val at wakingupinamerica.com. Go to the website. Sign up for the information. We'll be actually sending you information. We just so appreciate you. And non-illegitimous carborundum mass, which in Latin changes to don't let the bastards grind you down. And it's time to open. This is for you. This is for all you knew. Pouring through. Now your heart is open. This is for all. All of your crazy schemes. Thank you for joining us today for Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. Waking Up in America can be heard live every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time on voiceamerica.com, and Valerie welcomes all emails at heavenincorporated.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program, brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 